Hello, and welcome to The Grave. Hi, everybody. Hey, y'all. So I feel like currently there is um, a mass exodus away from Seattle. Because of all the rain? To all the sunshine, away from the gloom. I know folks in Hawaii, someone's going to Mexico. (laughs) They're just trying to get out of the rain. I mean, people that normally don't complain about the rain are complaining about the rain. I'm here for it. I'm not. I love it. I know you like I'm the rain. Giving me the, it's giving me that mood. But it's holding right now. It's just, I think it was Wednesday, there was not one break from the rain. Mm-hmm. It rained the entire day. I mean, I am feeling like, what day is it? Yeah. Because it all looks the same. Correct. And there's like, yes, no break in uh, the, the gloomy. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. You know, I'm just a little sleepier. <laughs> this has been, I feel like we've had about five weeks of this. Really? It's been pretty dark. There was like a day that the sun <laughs> came out and people were so happy. It's you know? funny because I just saw a meme a couple weeks ago and this was really getting on my nerves and now I'm complaining about it. But did you see the one that was like Seattle hasn't had a sunny day since November 30th mm, or something like that? No. And I'm like, first of all, it's not true. Right. Because we have had sun. Oops. Oops, Daisy. Um, we have had sun since then. Maybe not a, a full sunny day. Right. I wonder but if that's out. what it was talking about. I mean, who knows? Who knows? People just trying to find something to talk about. Yeah. Trying to create some content that's not even there. <laughs> well, it's bad content. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? A lot has happened in the the past two weeks since we podcasted. Has it been two weeks? Yeah. Okay. It's been two weeks. Um, What's happened? Well, right after we did the pod, we had that tragic accident with Kobe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's messy, huh? So here's the question that I'm curious about. You know, that it's very tragic, Mm -hmm. the helicopter crash. Yeah. Um, and it seems like everybody is talking about how soon do you bring up somebody's indiscretions after they die? Right. And my take on it is it's, it's very complicated, but I feel like it shouldn't be done the day or the day after, you know? Sure. Like let the man and his family grieve. Well, he's not grieving. Well, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Yeah. Um, I think the specific instance that I'm thinking about is this woman just tweeted out an article with no context talking about the 2003-2004 rape case. And mm-hmm. this was on the same day that he died. Sure. And it was just, it to me, it seemed like a reminder of the things that he had done that were, it was like, oh, Kobe's done all of these great things, mm-hmm. 20 years of basketball at the Lakers, championship rings, schools, volunteering, and then she's like, bloop. Right. Let me just put this dot right here. Sure. So she worked for the Washington Post, and they put her on leave, which mm-hmm. I also don't agree with. Correct. Um, um, so here's the thing. What's your thing? The thing is, what's complicated about all of this is that any person, in this case, it's Kobe Bryant, represents something different to every single person, right? So if you didn't care about the basketball thing, Mm -hmm. if you didn't care about any of his achievements, and that's the thing you focus on, then he's going to just straight up be a villain, right? 
Um, and then if you like put something out like that, you can, but you also are going to have to reap the consequences of that action, right? And it's not to say that how you feel about him is wrong. I didn't know the person. I didn't, I don't watch basketball. It's not a thing for me. Um, but I can empathize with people that thought he was a great person mm-hmm. and were devastated by this. You know, like Angelinos in LA is like, they went through that, that shit, you know, like that grief. Um, I didn't feel it because I wasn't like a huge fan of his, but I'm also, I'm going to give space for people to feel that, right? So he can be a hero. He, he can be a villain. He can be both at the same time. Um, I think though... What I'm super sort of aware of right now is that whole Gail King. Um, st- what is that all about? I just saw a little blurb today that Oprah was holding back tears when talking about Gail. <sighs> so this thing was, she was talking to Lisa Leslie. Um, Who's a WNBA player? Yes. Okay. And she was asking Lisa Leslie, Gail King was, about the Kobe thing. And I, I'm not, I don't, don't know the exact words, but she was saying, yeah, but should we not bring up the past you know, situation? And then Lisa Leslie was like super eloquent and saying, you've had how many years to do it? So why now that he's dead? Mm. Like, why, why is it, why is it important for you to bring this up now? Um, and then she went through the facts of, of, you know, um, the case was dismissed because the the woman uh, involved didn't want to go forward. She didn't want to testify. You know, so all these things happened. I'm, I don't know what happened uh, back in Colorado, um, but it was dismissed and people moved on, and that's what happened, right? So to bring it up after the person's dead, I just it wasn't great. Um, it feels like you're trying to have another R. Kelly moment. That was great, you know, and that was legitimate. <laughs> but this seems it'll like you're reaching a little bit. Um, so your stance is why bring it up? Why bring it up? It's there's been all this time to do it. Um, yeah, I just don't. I that I just didn't get. Mm-hmm. And there's this, there's this thing that we have as a culture where. We're, we are trying to dismantle everyone's legacy. Everyone. You it's know? like everyone is only as good as their worst moment. Exactly. And that's not the case. Yeah. Like, you can be, you know, an amazing person and, ha- and have one little blip. And it could be a big blip. And I think that people are so eager to cancel you or to vilify you or to make you a hero, you know, on the opposite scale. Um, so, I don't know. I think it's... Um, you miss the nuance of people when you do that, when you're ready to count to someone because of one thing. Um, and, you know, I think there's some people that their legacy should be dismantled. You're talking about Harvey and Cosby and Bill Cosby. You know, like, that kind yeah. of shit. Um, it's interesting because today on The Daily, they had Harvey Weinstein's, one of his defense lawyers, mm-hmm. and it's a female, mm-hmm. and she was... That was interesting. So it's it's funny to me that that's coming up. She is on the defense team currently? Yes. Oh, okay. And it's a woman. And she was saying, uh, it was hard to listen to because at the end of it, um, you know, the two women that wrote that book called She Said or something, Megan Toohey and Jodi Cantor. Anyway, they did the interview with this woman, this lawyer, and 
they were like, have you ever been sexually assaulted? And she said, no, because I've never put myself in that situation. Hmm. That was like cringeworthy. Sure. Yeah, but it also sounds like a... uh, I also think, though, that like if you're going to say that, you should qualify by saying, I'm not saying that everyone that's been sexually assaulted put themselves in that situation. Because that's what it sounds like you're not saying. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's gnarly. Yeah. Anywho. Um... Yeah, so that whole, the whole thing happened. That happened. Okay. Also, um, everybody's dying from the coronavirus. Oh, God. Like, a, a ton of people are dying. Corona, you didn't. <laughs> Corona, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> How many people have died? Um, over 600 now. Are you serious? Yeah. So, I was talking to my mom about this a couple weeks ago, because, you know, after we recorded, probably. And um, she was like, Scared. She lives in Thailand, and she was like, "This thing is serious." So I was like, "Really?" Because um, we had heard of one case in Washington at that point, and he's out now, by the way. Oh, he's good. BT death. She yeah. good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she was just. I didn't know anything about. It. She was like telling me, you know, the the symptoms and people are being quarantined, and it's serious. Yeah. And it's more and more serious now. People dying left and right. Mm-hmm. So apparently, the guy who tried to warn everybody—I didn't realize China was such a—I uh, don't even know what the word is. But this, what's the word? Try it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know the word. Um, I want to say like controlled. I guess there was a doctor who was warning people about the coronavirus, mm. and then the government made him sign a piece of paper saying that he was spreading lies. Oh God! Anyway, he's dead, honey. He's he, dead. He died of the coronavirus. Oh, he got God. it. And he died. So China is fucking crazy. I didn't know. Honey. I'm just gonna say this because it is all about nationalism. Like, don't make us look bad. You know, put on a happy face. You know, so that like the whole Tiananmen Square guy, he like climbed on that tank when the mm-hmm. shit went down, and like he disappeared. You know, he's dead, right? Because the government was like, no, shut that guy down because he made us look bad. Mm. Same thing with this guy. Yeah, this shit that's crazy. fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, can we not China, <laughs> please? <laughs> I'm asking but also, nice. also, also a friendly reminder um, that the coronavirus going around does not give you an excuse to be racist. Because now oh. all these people see an Asian person coughing and they're like, oh, coronavirus! Are you serious? <laughs> yes. People are being hella racist. Yeah, that's crazy. They might not even be Chinese. Are you surprised? I'm I mean, not. Nothing is surprising no. anymore. Mm-mm. Okay, so... So that's happening. We got a lot of bad shit going on. A lot of bad shit. I mean, the Iowa caucuses were a complete shit show. Total, what the fuck? What the fork? <laughs> what the fork? <laughs> so that's on Monday night, uh-huh. right? And um, apparently today, like, they're saying Pete Buttigieg is, like, slightly ahead of Bernie Sanders, but they want somebody, they want to recount the whole thing because there's inconsistencies in all of their results. And it's just like... I don't trust you. I don't trust anyone. Can we just... Can we not? <laughs> That's going to be the episode. Yeah, totally. Can we not? <laughs> because what is wrong with just fucking paper ballots? Like, can we just not do an electronic thing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Here's my maybe thing. it's, maybe it's that- more work. Mm-hmm. But people need jobs, okay? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Give Michael, the jobs to the humans. Michael not Bloomberg, the just pay for these people to count some paper ballots. <laughs> um... What I think is so backassward about this is, is like, um, y'all kind of knew that some shit was going to go down. Like, couldn't you foresee there being problems with this? Mm-hmm. With I mean, when by, by this, I mean 
any method of counting these votes. You know, there's something going to be, like, fucked up. So if, like, a result doesn't go your way, you can, like, cry foul and have a recount and then put in more of your own stupid votes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I might be going to conspiracy mode theory, but that's what I feel. Like, you, you think didn't check the systems first. Okay, let me, let's just talk about one thing. So I work, I work in the technology sector. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an app that was developed to for the caucus mediators to report the results. Okay. Let's talk about Iowa. Okay. When you're thinking about Iowa, are you thinking that that is a very technically savvy state? Okay. That this is judgmental. Yes. Yeah. Now let's talk about all. <laughs> it is judgmental. Of, this is judgmental. <laughs> all of the most, the average age of those Iowa oh, caucus shit. members, like reporting results, is above 70. Whoa. Okay. What? So, so these folks are given an app on the day. Some people hadn't even downloaded the thing. Yeah. There was no training. There was no testing. So we shouldn't be surprised that this shit show occurred because all these these random, you know, shit storms just came all together at the same time to create this mess. Yes. Uh-huh. So this was... Actually, I'm goosebumps right now. Because this is like 2020. This is the year. We can finally like get rid of Trump. And this is like, I was a big deal. It's the beginning of like, who's our nominee? And then it's just, it's embarrassing. I mean... When they look back, now, isn't it it's like 2020 hindsight? It's like, oh, yeah, we should have done better. It's like, why can't you do that before this shit launches, right? It's really embarrassing. Oh, yeah, these people are 70 years old. <laughs> they are, will, they'll know how to use the app. Let's no. Just, exactly. Come on, people. Common these, sense. All these people were like, I tried to use the app. I couldn't. I just went home. <laughs> For real? Oh, my <laughs> yes. God. This is so stupid. I feel like we just have to stop caring about politics. I, okay, after... Okay, so we all knew that he wasn't going to be... He, 45, wasn't mm-hmm. going to be impeached, right, in the Senate. I was like, I need to stop reading the news because mm-hmm. this shit is really depressing me, but I think I'm addicted to it. Like, I can't stop. Really? I I stopped hoping. <laughs> well, I never had any hope. <laughs> because, the like, what happens... Uh, what I thought was going to happen happened. Like he was unimpeached mm-hmm. because all these dumbass Republicans. We might become like China. Might become. <laughs> well, I mean, we could still air our opinions. We can still air that our grievances right now, <laughs> and like, not go to jail for it. Right, and not be killed for in it. In two years, we might not be able to mm-hmm. anymore. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You have the delete button set on this, right? Oh, honey, you know I've yeah. already been to my. You remember when I had a mental breakdown? <laughs> you sure did. And then I might have another one. <laughs> I will say um, one positive thing that happened in the past two weeks is that we got little Debbie Rose. You sure did. And she... She's making a cameo appearance on today's podcast. She is a surprise and delight. She has added a lot of joy to our little family. Already? She has. And, like, she's just funny and sassy, and she's in the room right now. Tell the listeners why you think she's so sassy. Um, Because, so... She comes to work with us because, you know, you can't leave a puppy alone by themselves for nine hours. So she comes to work, and she was doing something bad. And I said, Debbie, no. And she barked at me. She goes, oh, my little bitch. <laughs> she barked at me. She's I like, don't let me say ass, I don't understand why all the ladies in my life are so sassy to me. 
Um, so that I'm just gonna end my um, my pre pre on some a positive note okay. with little Debbie Rose is. You know, I had a lot of reservations getting a dog mm. because I was like, oh, am I, like, two-timing on Bella? But am I betraying Be- Bella's legacy? Am I betraying Bella's <laughs> legacy? But it doesn't feel, and I was worried that it would feel like I was replacing her. But, you know, all those crazy things that mm-hmm. get into your head, it hasn't felt that way. It's just added another source of pleasure. Well, that's good. Yeah. Sweet. Anyways, fuck, um, guys, fuck that guilt, man. Guys, this is the gripe. <laughs> we didn't say that. And that's Allison. And that's Kai. And I want to do something real what quick. What you wanna do? I want to do? Some, you got something queued up over there. I have something queued up. <laughs> um, I want to take it back to our, it was the airport airplanes gripe mm-hmm. that we did. Yeah, that one really ago. caused some some backlash against uh-huh. me in particular. Um, I have to say that... You now like to take your shoes off on planes. No. <laughs> but I have found an Instagram account dedicated no. <laughs> to these fucking people who take their fucking shoes off of airplanes. Are my feet on there? It's called... Passenger shaming. Stop. <laughs> they have 1.1 million followers, and I love it. Are you living for it? Look. Oh wait, what is that? Eight. Those are toenails. Uh huh. Oh, creeping up on the on the seat. Look, the there armrest. there is so much, you guys, on this passenger shaming thing. Um, did you know that some people will take their socks? Turn on the air vent that's above you and dry their socks. I've never seen that. I, it's recorded on passenger <laughs> shaming and I die. Someone put their shoe up there no. to air it out. Uh huh. There's, there's a video of, uh, so, so the video opens up with it's just a shot of the bathroom and the door's closed. Mm-hmm. It opens up, a guy walks out of it, it closes, a mama walks out of it. And everyone's watching them because they just had a mile high experience. <laughs> <laughs> There's a video of it? A video, honey. Do they not blur out their faces? They don't care. <laughs> See, I'm always afraid of everything. I'm like, that. those people are going to like sue me for libel or something yeah. like that. Oh, they don't even care. There's another thing, too, on this that's really interesting. It's about, um, there's an article, a linked article about a man uh, from like Alabama, I want to say. Who is suing Delta Airlines and the owner of this dog, this quote unquote um, emotional support dog that mauled him? Oh, mercy. On the plane. Yeah, emotional support dogs are not allowed to maul people. Yeah, it, right? <laughs> it's not, what, what, so it's emotional support, support dog, and then what's the other, other one? Uh, like a- like C. a legit one, like emotional support one. That's like a little bit blurry. The lines are, but like a C and I dog, which is like a true. It's a true thing, right? Right. Um, yeah. So there was a distinction. Like this is not that. This is just an emotional support dog that was not in control. Obviously, a service animal. Service animal. That's exactly it. Yeah. I'm gonna fly with Debbie next month. Oh, your vicious little puppy. Yeah. So we're going to to Texas for a week and. You can fly with animals, you, you know, like normal, an- mm-hmm. like small animals. And I've never done it. But again, it's too soon. I can't like leave her with somebody because she's a lot of work. Um, 
So I'm a little bit nervous, uh-huh. but we'll figure it out. So um, people shaming, passenger shaming, yes. rather. That's the account. Um, and it's an account full of people who don't know how to fucking act. Um, which leads us into the gripe for a, today. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> there was an article in the newspaper a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh man, this is like so gripe worthy. And the title, An Adult's Guide to Social Skills. Mm-hmm. Like, how come there's so many emotionally unintelligent people in today's world? Exactly. How, like, they don't have no home training? Like, how does one become emotionally intelligent? I mean, From okay. getting kicked <laughs> while you're there now. You know what I'm saying? I would say the first inkling that I got of being sort of um, left my own vices in the world was after college. Because in college, you have, like, a schedule, right? And for me, it was, like, a dance schedule. I had my dance classes, and then I had my academic classes. And there's, like, a schedule where you get to see certain people, you interact with them. Um, you have like a day, and then all of a sudden, after college, I was like, "Oh shit, I've got to figure this out on my own." There's no one, no one else around me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to connect with these people at work, people at the, at the dance studio, because my schedule's all messed up. So I just felt like um, like a flailing human being in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I started noticing all my little anxieties. So I totally get both sides of this conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you have to like develop emotional intelligence and figure out how you are in the world. Yeah. Right? It would be nice just to be like a selfish human being and, uh, you know, just do things just for yourself without consideration of other people and their feelings. But that's not how we work in this world. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, the first one that was bulleted on the list that I wrote down mm-hmm. um, is self-awareness. Self-awareness. Okay. This is one that Aaron and I actually gripe about all the time. Okay. Um, and I don't even know if the example I'm about to give is somebody that's being self-aware or if they're just unaware. Sure. So one thing that I feel like is unique to this region are just normal, being out in the world, basic manners. Sure. And so here's an example. And tell me if you think this is unaware or not being self-aware. When you are, I was leaving um, a restaurant recently. And there was two women behind me. One was holding a toddler's hand and the other one was pushing a stroller. And that's a lot to manage. So as I'm leaving, I hold the door open Mm -hmm. for these folks. Mm -hmm. And they don't even make eye contact Mm -hmm. with me or say thank you. you. They just leave. Now, maybe they're like, I don't know. I don't need to give them an excuse. But to me, that's just, it's just rude. It's completely rude. 100%. And so is that a lack of self-awareness or unawareness? of their surroundings, of somebody, like, doing something nice for them, like, trying to make their lives easier. I think it's self-awareness. So you think that they are what? I think that they are not self-aware. They're not self-aware. That's what I think. I think they're fucking rude, is what I think. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? I don't, because I don't, I'm not sure that it matters if they're self-aware or unaware. Yeah. There's one of those things where like, you need to be aware. You need to open your eyes. And when someone does a nice gesture for you, acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Right? If I stop my car to let you in, like turn in, fucking acknowledge it. Give me a fucking hand wave. Okay. True. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, and I think about this all the time mm-hmm. when I'm like in the lane and I'm getting over. Mm-hmm. Somebody has let me in. The back of my car is tented. I oh, see. So, so then what do I do? I wave. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> as she gestures wildly behind her, I wave. Yeah. But they can't see because the back of my car is tented. I'm hoping maybe there's a little bit that they can see. I don't know. Do I need to like put my hand <laughs> out the, the window? window out the window. It's raining and mm-hmm. I'm getting my coat wet. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm with you. I. <laughs> we have creepers that We're are looking creepers. into the podcast room. Mm-hmm. The legendary Ron. Um, yeah, I don't. Again, I, I don't know if it if it matters. It, to me, it doesn't matter if it's an unaware or self-aware issue. That's just uh, that's what they. What's the word? Semantics. Semantics. Um, it's just rude to not be polite when someone does something kind for you. Mm-hmm. A small acknowledgement goes a long way. Yeah, in my book, um, it's really funny because. I had this conversation with someone yesterday. Who? Um, it doesn't matter. It's a yoga student um, that I met for the first time. Mm. Um, and she came in with this sort of story saying, uh, I'm not from here. People in Seattle seem rude. Da, 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 da. And um, then we started talking about that that uh, the Seattle freeze, Seattle freeze versus go back to episode five. You know the Minnesota cold, the Minnesota nice thing versus the New York thing, where I just feel every region has some form of this cold shoulder uh, phenomenon, right? Mm-hmm. So she's agreeing with me, um, and it was weird to have this conversation with someone I just met. <laughs> but she was like very talkative. She was into it. She was into it. Yeah. So, um, she took class. She comes out of class. And you know, like, how our studio is smaller in the lobby? Mm-hmm. She comes out and she's like, oh my god, I thought that class was never going to end. <gasps> and I was like, oh, this is why people don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about this Seattle freeze business. You're just an unaware lady. Were you the teacher? I might have been. And they, she said that in front of you. She did. Oh my gosh! Uh-huh. Wait, let's, what did you do? I'm not. I'm not even caring about the aware part. What did you do? What did I say to her? I, um, I just think I just laughed. There was nothing to say. Yeah. I just chuckled. You know. That's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. No, honey. You you like talk about it behind his back exactly. like a normal like person. Like a normal person. Yes. And you know, and I'm not shaming her whatsoever. She didn't do a lot of the of class, which is great, which is fine, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, it was just weird That's to come out and like, oh my god, that was the, I just wanted that class to end. Didn't come soon enough. Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> oh, man, I was not expecting that. Right. So, again, self-aware. I don't think she was. No. You know? Okay. 
Here, this is like the main, the main thing that I want to talk about in terms of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're in a social setting, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot of folks around, um, and you decide to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, read the room, right? Sure. If, like, if people are just looking at you blankly and nodding their head mm-hmm. and they're not engaging, your story's boring, <laughs> and you need to wrap it the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We've all been there. And like, and it's like, maybe it's a new person to the group. Maybe not. Mm. But like, I want you mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to like get to the point. Mm-hmm. Maybe use some vocal inflection uh-huh. to like make the story a little bit more exciting. Right. But then if nobody's engaging, wrap it up. Right. Especially if you're talking about work. Right. Because <laughs> nobody cares. No, but honestly, people don't really care how you make money. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um... How does a person that is not self-aware read that vibe, though? You have to practice. I know, but if they're adults, well, now, let's say okay. Let's say, do you have a friend? And uh, <laughs> the thing is, I don't think that they're aware that something's off and something's wrong. Yeah, you know, they're just talking to talk. <laughs> and there, it doesn't matter what the reaction is. Because I feel like, you know, like how people, some people call themselves empaths? Yeah. Where they are super sensitive. And they can feel what somebody else is feeling. I feel like I'm that way. I'm not going to call myself that. But I fe- I'm super empathetic to what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I see this train wreck happening of someone telling a story that is going nowhere, and it's just them talking just to talk, mm-hmm. And I can see the people like cringing, but being polite with their eyes open. What do you do? It's I I start to shrivel. I'm like, this is super uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah, anxiety inducing. And I I tend to overcompensate for <laughs> exactly. I laugh a little louder. John. I start asking questions to just like see if I can punch up this story for them a little okay, bit. I feel it. You know what I'm saying? It. Yeah. Yeah. How about this? Because this is also cringeworthy. I was in a scenario where a husband and wife were together, and in this case, the husband was just talking, just talking too long mm-hmm. about stuff we didn't care about, mm-hmm. using words that we didn't understand because we weren't in that profession. Mm-hmm. And the wife goes, "Okay, wrap it up." Mm-hmm. Now we were all thankful <laughs> to the wife uh-huh. for like doing that yeah. because we were like, "Yeah, totes, wrap it up." However, is that rude to do to your partner? Sure, but who cares? <laughs> that person was trying to maintain the group dynamic. Yeah. That's what that person was doing. And Wait, I, the husband or the wife in whoever, this, in this who, case? Um, the husband was trying to maintain the group dynamic? No. The wife was trying to maintain the yes. group dynamic? Yes. So I, I praise that. You applaud that. that person. I do. Okay. Yeah. I think um, I just don't want to demean anyone. Like, if, if it was You're me, not. If it was me and Aaron, and, uh-huh. and Aaron was, like, joining on, yeah. as he sometimes do, uh-huh. I take, I wouldn't, I feel like it would, I don't want to belittle him in front of people. Well, I think that that he's more sensitive than this other person. She's probably so used to it yeah. that she can say that kind of thing to him and know that it's not, he's not going to remember it the next day. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I also think it's important to, to know your... 
your self-awareness, right? For me, I am super aware that this scenario is good, one-on-one, right? Um, or like three people, like the non-sacrosum and is totally good for me. I can handle that. If you want to see me at my worst, put me in a large booth with 10 people in on a loud in, environment on, on the, the inside. inside where I can't leave. <laughs> and I don't know whose conversation to, to listen to yeah. or to engage in. That is the worst. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, let me bring this back to Super Bowl. At your place. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you invited me this thing, and you know I'm not like a football person. I'm like, yo, and I don't like, this is, <laughs> these are all my texts to Kai. Whenever I'm having a party at my house, I'm like, listen, I'm inviting you this thing because you're my best friend. However, if you don't want to come, it won't hurt my feelings. Because I, you know, I it would never hurt my feelings if you don't come, but I always am going to extend the invite. Right. Um, and especially to the Super Bowl, um, you Much didn't even preach. know who was playing. I didn't. I was like, when's tip off? <laughs> <laughs> so I walk in, right, and there's little Charlotte and, and Ron, and it's, it's all good. And as I'm walking up, I can tell there's like four or five people in there who I don't know mm-hmm. in, in the living room, right? So I walked over to the kitchen where I'm going to kind of hang out there, mm-hmm. Okay. So my plan was, and it worked. Do you know my plan? My plan was to hang out there, and then there was um, one woman that came who I didn't know mm-hmm. into the kitchen, because that's where you go to get a drink. Right. Right. We introduced each other, and um, it was awesome. She kind of left, and then someone else came. We made introductions. So I nailed it one on one. And then after I met most of the people, then I walked into the living room where I was comfortable. And it's like, okay, now we're cool. That was your plan. That was my plan. You came to the party with a plan. I mean, had they been in the kitchen, it would have been more anxiety-ridden. Yeah. Because that's where I need to go to, like, sort of feel my way in. And if people are already there in my territory, I'm like, ooh, now what do I do? Yeah. Right? So that's like, that was, like, like a safe space for me to sort of go and Guys. feel things out. Kai is smart. <laughs> you should have seen me 10 years ago. And my friend Jenny who knows this. Like, she invited me to, like, this party. I walked in, saw who was there. I was like, I don't know anyone. This is weird. And I just turned around and left. I think you've told me this before. <laughs> I think we talked about this on the night before. And she was like, what just happened? I was like, I can't deal with this. Yeah. You know? But so you have to find ways to deal. Mm-hmm. You know, that works for you and that works for everyone else without having to, to bail. You know, yeah, French exit. <laughs> I like it. Um, oh crap! So that reminded me of something that I meant to bring up at the beginning of the pod. Super Bowl, the halftime show. Got to do it. Yeah, let's just go back. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that was rewinding noises in case you missed it. Um, so we watched the game a little oh, bit. I scared little Debbie oh. with my rewinding noises. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was like 10 to 10. I was like, oh, this is on par. You know, they got yeah. that score even. It's a good good game happening. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the, the the best reason to watch the Super Bowl. It's, it's always, not the commercials. It's the food and the halftime show. Halftime show. Yeah. So this year we had women over 40 of the Latin variety mm-hmm. with Shakira and J-Lo. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Shakira came out first because obviously JLo is the main attraction. <laughs> um, she is, in my opinion. And um, love Shakira. I was kind of like, okay, has she been around for the past 10 years? Mm-hmm. But maybe she has been in circles that I don't pay attention to. Right. Like the Latin circuit. Sure. You know, that's, International. Not, that's not my yeah. genre. Euro. Right. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, looks amazing. I thought she was younger than me, but she's 43. Mm. And I was like, okay, I see you, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then J-Lo came out, and her entrance was on a pole. Okay, all the conservative mommy bloggers are now, like, clutching their pearls because apparently she's looking like a stripper. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, like... To me, there was absolutely nothing wrong with that show. I disagree. I do. I disagree with this completely. I was offended that they wore pink and green ripaway skirts with that leather. It didn't match. It didn't match. <laughs> so that you, was not good. You were offended. I was happy that they tore those things off because it was hurting my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but on the real, real. <laughs> on the real, real. I mean, I guess there were. I think there are a couple times where we were like, "Oh, okay," with like the like open, you know, crotch shots mm-hmm. or whatever. But I was, like, encouraging Charlotte to watch the show yeah. because I know how much she likes dance and, and music. Yeah. There wasn't a time when I was like, oh, cover your eyes, Charlotte. Right. Like, I mean, she sees me dance like that all the time, mm-hmm. and so she's used to it. Can I just say, let me say this. <laughs> the NFL is sneaky and snaky. I blame the NFL for whatever offended people that, that on, on that telecast. Here's why. They didn't just go out and perform it. They rehearsed it, yeah. right? So it's not like the NFL was unaware of the choreography and the dance steps. And if they wanted to cap- capture a provocative moment, they knew when to do it. The cameraman did not have to be on that shot. They could yeah. have chose another angle. You know, they could have done something wider, but they chose specifically to be in these particular shots. Mm -hmm. That's not on J-Lo and Shakira. They're just doing choreography, right? Um, And so for all these people that are, like, so offended, it's like, do you think that watching one show, one performance, has tarnished your children? Because if, if that's the case, you need to raise your kids. <laughs> you have not done a proper job doing that. Really, one performance? It's like saying, oh, I, my, my, my son watched a movie and like went and killed, and killed yeah. all these people in this movie theater. 100%. Like, come the fuck on. Yeah. Right? So I was more actually kind of in awe and impressed by the political statements that it was making, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. like with the kids singing and they were in cages and that's like obviously reminiscent of Trump keeping these kids in cages at the border mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then the American flag and the Puerto Rican flag and all this stuff. I was like, okay, this kind of woke for the NFL. Cause yeah. the NFL is definitely not known for being on the right side of political correctness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then all of a sudden, you know, J-Lo is trash, Shakira is trash. And, but then the other annoying part of this is every woman over 40 is like, oh, my God, am I supposed to look like this? And they're, like, comparing oh my them. God. Yeah, no. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> 
Like, your body is fine. Well, and also, like, stop. Stop making this about you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my goodness. There's a reason why you're not JLo. Like, you're just Stephanie. And that's and great. That's fine. You it's know? totally adequate, Stephanie. <laughs> it is. There can only be one JLo. <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. <laughs> Every woman was just having their own, like, narcissistic moment, and it was like, get over it, you know? Did I read correctly that the one girl, you know, they had that the fam, that super, super duper family-friendly section, that the one girl was Jennifer Lopez's daughter? Yeah. Oh, em- I didn't know Emmy that. or Emma. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From when she was married to Mark Anthony. Which, honestly... Why? That's a weird pairing. <laughs> he looked like a vampire. I mean, he's looks, called Skeletor for a reason. Looks yeah. like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> A-Rod is a much better Oh, you like that? No, oh, she like that. Oh, she like that. I see. I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you for letting us segue yes. back to that. But, we you digress. know, our whole group, we clapped... Mm-hmm. At the end of the halftime show, we we loved it. Nobody was shielding their kids' eyes. <laughs> we were like, hell yeah. Then Monday morning, it was just... Like, oh, here he comes. Yeah. We also have to say that Janet Jackson's nipple paved the way for Shakira and Jennifer Lopez to grind, as they did, freely and proudly. Yeah, girl. And you know that that this uh, Super Bowl is always, it's also called Janet Jackson National Appreciation Day, right? No, I did not know that. It is. You just made that up. I did not. (laughs) Hashtag it on Instagram and you'll see. It's a thing. Wait, for real? For real. Okay. Because she got lambasted for that incident, right? And she didn't even do anything. She was just dancing. L- let's play devil's advocate. Let's say that she did know. Yeah. Right? Justin Timberlake also knew. So, he tears off the thing. Her boob comes out. They're both complicit. But it's her career that suffers and his that skyrockets. Why? Because she is a black woman. That's why. And he is a white male. And, yeah. That's how woke I am, y'all. We live... <laughs> in the fucking patriarchy. We live in the patriarchy and it's systemic. Yeah. Um, but hey, we still have reason to hope. <laughs> do we? <laughs> okay, let's... So we've talked about self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything else to shout about there? Um, 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 I don't think so. Aaron and his loud ass talking. <laughs> no, self awareness. I think I'm, I'm done. All right. Um, self regulation. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one I thought was super interesting. Right. It was taking off of self awareness. It's like okay, I know yep. what my triggers are, yep. and I'm choosing not to do something that will make me feel a certain way. Correct. Um, it's like preemptive medicating. Yes. Right. I liked I likened it to the hate follow. The hate follow. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna follow this oh. person on Instagram whom god, yes. I do not like. Oh my god, yes. And I'm gonna look at that person so it just reinforces the fact that I still don't like them. Uh-huh. The hate follow. So you would do this? I used to. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I would just, you know, I would dig down that rabbit hole and it would make me feel bad mm-hmm. and I'm like, Well, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> so it's the hate follow. It's also um, 
the je- like the jealousy follow where uh-huh. you're like, I remember I texted you and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. looking, I'm going down this rabbit hole. Yeah, like, there's like this perfect. brand with this company, this women that da da da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's college and blah blah blah. Uh-huh. They look so fabulous and their yes. hats and their and their uh, leisure wear. Resort wear. Yes. Resort wear. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And it made me feel so poorly about myself. And then I'm like, When you why actually examine your life, you're like, no, I fucking like my life. Yes. I got things good. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, but then it's like kind of regulating behaviors. So a long time ago on The Gripe, two years ago, we talked about like etiquette mm-hmm. and social etiquette. And I feel like something that people have gotten a lot better at, at least in our circles is not canceling on plans. Mm. Like canceling on plans used to be like a big thing. Like, why do I plan? They're just gonna cancel. Right. And then people wonder why they don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I in, at least in my experience, people follow up on plans. Mm-hmm. Like, you make a plan, we do it. Yeah. Right. Self regulation. Just because you show up to the plan, uh-huh. that's only half the battle, honeys. Half of the battle. Yeah. The other half. Is acting like a normal person. Be present. At the plan. Look me in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Have a conversation with me. Are you on your phone? Are yeah. you someplace else? And dude, I even think people are getting better about putting the phone away. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, here's my gripe. If we make a plan at 6, don't text me at 4 and say, well, I'm in the neighborhood. Can we meet now? No, bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something. I haven't even taken a shower yet. Right. I'm gonna take a shower before I meet you at six. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. <laughs> because that and was we stick into it. Just because you are early, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what to say. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, things happen. Okay, I'm. I'm I'll see you there at six because uh-huh. that was the plan. Show up at six. Already have drinks and appetizers served. Oh, I mean, oh. first of all, meeting at six. Is you hungry? Meeting at. <laughs> Meeting at six is already a little bit on the early bird special side of right. things. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize we were that. Like, right. we, we creeping up there, uh-huh. but I didn't realize we were creeping up there that right. Like, we're spending the night together, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, a few hours together. We got time. Like, how can we all get three drinks on the table? Appetizers already half eaten. So, this, is, this, to me, is where the self-regulation comes in. Like, you agreed to something. You showed up. You realize, you know, maybe there's some some other triggers out there that are making you want to, like, do something else. But you need to be present with the plans that you made. Mm -hmm. Um, My brother, my older brother, I'm calling him right now. uh, He used to be really bad at this. Um, He lives in Asia. And then he would come uh, for a visit back in Minnesota or wherever he'd be. And then he would book things, like, on the hour, right? So he had to, like, you know be someplace someplace else in an hour and a half or 30 minutes whatever it was so like he never was like really present but then like he stopped doing that because like he would just piss every single person off like okay so you're thinking about the next thing you have to be at and you're not really here and you're anxious and so it was just crappy for everyone Mm -hmm. and then when he stopped doing that and was like okay it's more loose and there's like not like a timeline that I've got to stick to it just like made things so much better yeah you know don't stretch your steps out people it's crazy yeah well I mean in that case I was like well I'm just not gonna hang out with this person anymore yeah you know why would you well why why would I because clearly there are other things that uh, 
that they would rather be doing. Yeah. And so that goes back to that, why do I put myself in situations that make me feel bad? Well, I'm not going to anymore. Right. Yeah. I know people who um, they will, is it really stalking? But they'll look at someone's social media stuff and see what they're up to. I mean, this is someone that, that they, yeah, like you, they hate. Mm-hmm. And it just ke- keeps them sort of reminded of the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would turn themselves with friends who also would follow this person. And if and if they weren't looking at it, the friends would still update them about what that person was doing. Yeah. Me? No. That dr- would drive me crazy. So if, if there's someone that I do not enjoy, if they bring me down... I am not. I'm going nowhere near their their stuff. That, that is extremely disciplined of you. It's I easy. Just, I have an innate curiosity to want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I also like to fill you in on people that you don't like. You do. <laughs> and I know that you're doing you do that just to like you know be funny. Yes. And I can handle that. Yeah. You try to shave not, me like that. I'm not doing it to try to like. <laughs> See, I can only see things from my perspective, right? <laughs> so if there's somebody that I'm not fond of, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of curious about what they're going, what's going on. <laughs> and so I'm just like, well, wouldn't Kai want to know this too? <laughs> I'm not doing it to like make you mad. I'm like, aren't you curious? There's one person that, that you loathe. Um, oh, Lord. Who I send you little updates every once in a while. If this person is like in Barcelona. <laughs> Okay. Or in Paris. And let me be clear. Let me be clear. I don't loathe the person. I loathe the way they portray themselves to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Barcelona. Barcelona. In Ibiza. (laughs) Ibiza. Yeah. So I'm of that that mindset of no. If you're dead to me, you're really dead to me. There's no, I don't need to look at any of your stuff. I don't need to have you on my radar at all. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> um, what else do you have? Um, what else do I have? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not sure where, where this... Fits in. This, this fits in. Um... But this is years ago. Um, I received a gift from a friend of mine, and this gift was a Reiki treatment. Okay. Okay. Um, and this was this happened because this friend wanted me and this, the Reiki person to oh, meet, have a, have a partnership, and have a partnership of some because I was running a, a studio. And she was trying to get in there and, like, help us market, whatever. Um, so, you know, I'd never done Reiki before. And um, got on the table. Um, and something happens with the hands. <laughs> the Reiki person, like, hovers through hands or parts of your body and, like, moves energy, mm-hmm. so to speak. Blocked. Blocked passages. Right. Um and as she's doing this, she says something to the effect of, oh, this is interesting. It's like your sexual energy is blocked, um, which is unusual 
for a gay man? Because is it always just about sex with you guys? What? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was taken aback. Yeah. And kind of shocked. And it's like, well, I've never had this done before. And I have no idea what we're talking about. It just felt like, why are you diagnose, diagnosing me? Yeah. In this way, you've never met. We we barely had a conversation. It's very unprofessional. Right. It just felt weird to be sort of put under a microscope by this person. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And, like, it felt like a diagnosis. Like, okay, now what? <laughs> you know? Um, it's funny that I said it felt unprofessional because is a Reiki person a professional? They probably are. Some, maybe. Some, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean... Here's my thing with that. Like, when you just put something out there into the ether, like, just because it feels okay for maybe you to say that or you being on the receiving end of saying that you'll be fine with it Uh doesn't mean that the other person is. Right. Because you don't know, like, what they're bringing to the table. Totally. So I could have somebody tell me, oh, uh, that doesn't look good. You know, Mm -hmm. that's. Um, I think your liver is yeah. cancerous or something. <laughs> or you have Lyme disease. Well, you know, you might think that that's okay for you to say because you would be okay hearing that. Uh-huh. But everybody has their own history with things. Right. And so you kind of have to feel your way into the news that you're delivering to and someone. Like this person wasn't like a doctor or even a naturopath, right? You're just like doing this weird thing on me. You know, like... Don't give me a diagnosis. Don't give me a diagnosis. Especially until you know the truth. Exactly. Back it up. Back it up with some orange energy, bitch. Totally. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, Back it up with some test results. Some people. Don't charge me a lot. <laughs> Get all the test results in. Any damn way. We're already 54 minutes into this thing. Wow. <laughs> yes. We flew by that, huh? We really did. We had some things to say today, huh? Y'all, um, y'all need to get some... Um, y'all need to come correct with your emotional intelligence. Yes. You really do. Mm-hmm. We're looking at all of you. <laughs> and ourselves. <laughs> One of the things, speaking of self-aware, that I am noticing and trying to harness... Because mm-hmm. you talked about you. Mine is, I'll always bring, you, I think you're one of the first people that have actually kind of put that mirror to me, is you'll bring up something like, oh, so-and-so said something to me and it really burst my bubble. And I'm like, well, I said that to you last week. Did it burst your bubble? And you're like, no, bitch, I'm not talking about you. Mm. And I'm like, I always like, I bring it back to myself uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, did I do that to make you mad too? And you're like, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about. Nancy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that Nancy, man. And so I'm trying to, like... And I notice that I do that in a lot of situations. Yeah. I mean, we're, like, our own little, you know, laboratory. Mm-hmm. It's kind of... That's how we experiment. That's how we feel stuff out. So it makes sense that people do that, you know? But I'm like, not everything revolves around right. the Alice. Allison's not the sun. Mm-hmm. I mean, she would like to be. <laughs> but not everything revolves around the Allison sun. <laughs> anyway... <sighs> But I think just it just takes that piece of awareness, right? To it's like the fil- first part to like yeah. filter, mm-hmm. kind of look at it through another lens. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Guys, just call us doctors over here, <laughs> Doctor Kai and Doctor Allie. That's us. 
<laughs> the all-knowing. Five cents for advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for listening, y'all. Um, if you have some gripe ideas for us, let us know. Kai forgot the email address, but I remember. <laughs> it's the gripe podcast at gmail.com. And we'll talk to y'all soon. <gasps> Bye. Bye.